Hi, this is Lori Denning, and this is my podcast, The 20 Minute Scriptorian, where we follow the Come Follow Me curriculum. I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, and while this is an official, I am a believer in the gospel of Jesus Christ. A little bit scholarly, a little bit inspirational, this podcast will attempt to help us become better disciples of Christ. Join me, Scriptorians. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Lori, and we are headed into Alma, chapter 17 through 27 on the 20-Minute Scriptorian, where we will tell a lot of missionary stories. All right, so you're probably thinking, Lori, this is the section of Alma that I really like. I love these stories. Uh, I especially love the part with Ammon and him cutting off everybody's arms and these joyous reunions. And then you get some of these great heroes, uh, King Lamoni, Abish. I mean, there are so many fantastic characters in this section that it's just one of our favorites for sure. So you're probably thinking, Lori, I can't wait to hear all about your mission stories. And... I'm going to try really hard not to tell all mission stories on this mission episode. But let's go ahead and jump into Alma 17 through 27. Now, it's it's a long section. So the, Alma's the longest book, which we've talked about. And, and then we're going to take a little pause and say there was this beginning section, there's this middle section, and kind of these end sections. There are various sections of the book of Alma. And before we jump into this section, let's talk about what that means and see if we can see why... Uh, Mormon, the editor, is putting such a big section for our day about missionary stories. So the first sections, if you kind of group it just really generally, what we've been reading, the first part of Alma, and then this section, we'll call this the middle section of Alma, and then you go to the end sections, you can kind of categorize them, right? If you just generally think about them, some of you are already thinking of them, you're like, Lori, the war chapters. So they're the war chapters kind of at the end, and there's big sections on that, and then... There's this section, which we just said may be the missionary stories. In fact, the header um, says an account of the sons of Messiah who rejected their rights to the kingdom for the word of God and went up to the land of Nephi to preach to the Lamanites their sufferings and deliverance according to the record of Alma. So that's the header. And then it's comprising chapters 17 through 27. So that is the the section header that Mormons put in here um, for us. And then... The, the headers that are, by the way, the headers that you read, at least in the English version, that are italicized are not actually on the plates. So if you read the little um, chapter summaries, those are added later, and they may or may not be how you break it up, but those aren't written by um, the actual authors of the text. So so just know, kind of consider them differently. So first section... What would be the first sections? We have the war chapters and then this section we just talked about, which is, let's say, this missionary sections, uh, section on sufferings, deliverance, preaching, the word of God. Um, that's kind of the middle section. What would you have called the first section? Any ideas? Yeah, I, I think there are a couple of ways to categorize it, but it definitely seems like a lot of apostasy, a debate, contention, uh, issues going on there, as well as some really brilliant, bright spots of uh, the Lord's working with the people. So I would call it the Lord working with his people through adversity, right? So you're going to see uh, the church and the growth of the church and how that works. And then now it's going to get even more detailed. And then we're going to see those two, those clash of cultures and those clash of issues uh, at the end section. So you can almost see 
you'd almost see this building up. So you had the stories of, you know, the Nehor and the Ezrams and uh, we meet Almulac and on and on. And so you see those stories at the beginning and then you're going into these missionary stories. So how are we going to handle the issues of the people, the issues where the civilization is a, it's growing very big. Uh, remember, uh, Alma went around to his different cities among the Nephites, and he you know goes to Gideon and has a fair amount of success. Zarahemla is having a tough time. He goes to Ammonihah, really tough time, and the surrounding regions. So you see that the Nephite culture is struggling. They're struggling in some ways to be righteous, to listen to the Lord, and to understand the role of the atoning Messiah. And now it's going to zoom in even a little bit tighter on the story of Alma and or, I'm sorry, the sons of Mosiah and their uh, adventures. Now they, instead of going to the Nephite kingdoms, they go to the Lamanite kingdoms. They go to the Lamanite kingdoms. Now, what do you what do you think about the Lamanites when you think of them? We've we hear we've certainly started the story with Nephi and Lehi and Laman and Lemuel, and so we kind of get this. Uh, they were tough guys. They they had a tough time following the Lord. They didn't. They weren't very humble, and they definitely felt like they were. Is it? disrespected that they were uh, their kingdom and and uh, rights were taken away uh, by Nephi Nephi was uh, later we're gonna hear he was a liar um, so they're gonna hear some they, they definitely felt like they were uh, the group of people that had been taken the birthright away from them and what do we think of them what other things do you think of them you're gonna hear common phrases like they were a bloodthirsty and and terrible people, um, and the Nephites and Lamanites as a political group tend to kind of hate each other. Uh, I would I would ask us why why are there stories of groups of people that in the big picture seem, pretty you know really good really bad uh, evil bloodthirsty really righteous, and then when you get into the minute story the stories of. Um, Alma and Amulek you go well that's you know those are both mixed bags Alma was a pretty bad guy turns out to be a fantastic guy the sons of Messiah also tough start turn out to be good guys Amulek successful businessman different things and then he um, kind of turns more to the Lord as well so he's kind of got a mixed story and then you go to these Lamanites and you're like wow they're they're, they're so righteous some of these they're so awesome and you're like well maybe is there a little bit of racism going on where we don't like the other groups? Maybe, maybe this truly is a story for our day. Maybe it isn't just racism, but maybe it is definitely different political ideologies, different groups. It's us and them. But when you get to know the individuals, we say they're just like us. I'm just like them. I think there's a little bit of that going on. In the first sections of Alma, uh, you're going to hear Alma the Younger story. And you're going to hear these, the difficulties that they're having within the Nephite nation. But the sons of Mosiah do something different. Rather than preach to their own people, they say, we're going to go teach to our brethren, the Lamanites. We're going to go teach to this other group of people. And so let's start chapter 17. And let's, I want you to think about a couple of things as we jump in here. I want you to look at what and why did, Mos, did Mosiah, the sons of Mosiah, Ammon, Aaron, Ham, in Omner, and Himni. Well, that, that just rolls off the tongue. Why did those four, why would they feel so compelled? What prepared them to go and, and do what they were going to do? What are the characteristics that they needed to be successful? Because we're going to see some amazing stories and amazing success. What prepared them? What made them ready to do these things? So let's read a little bit. 
And now it ca- uh, I'm in Alma 17, first one. And now it came to pass that as Alma was journeying from the land of Gideon southward away to the land of Manti, behold, to his astonishment, he met with the sons of Mosiah journeying towards the land of Zarahemla. Now these sons of Mosiah were with Alma at the time the angel first appeared unto him. Therefore Alma did rejoice exceedingly to see his brethren. And when added more to his joy, they were still his brethren in the Lord. Yea, and they had waxed strong in the knowledge of the truth, for they were men of a sound understanding, and they had searched the scriptures diligently that they might know the word of God. But this is not all. They had given themselves to much prayer and fasting, Therefore, they had the spirit of prophecy and the spirit of revelation. And when they taught, they taught with power and authority of God. And they'd been teaching the word of God for the space of 14 years among the Lamanites, having had much success in bringing many to the knowledge of the truth. Yea, by the power of their words, many were brought before the altar of God to call upon his name and confess their sins before him. And these are the circumstances which attended them in their journeyings. For they had many afflictions, they did suffer much, both in body and mind, such as hunger, thirst, and fatigue, and much labor in the spirit. Okay, a lot of information packed in there. I want you to think, if these missionary stories, like like when we go and serve a formal mission for 18 months or two years, is, is it kind of this kind of missionary story? So these are stories that we're going to tell to the, uh, the youth, the church, is the stories that are applicable to us, or maybe a little bit longer in years. And I think it's the story of everyone, right? It's the story of our own conversions. It's the story of um, the political situations we find ourselves in and the different cultures we find ourselves in. These are stories for everyone, not just formal missionaries. And we find a few things. First, I love the reunion part, right? I mean, that's just heart-wrenching and awesome that Alma has often been doing his thing. He hasn't seen his, his good friends and, of course, there's a little bit of worry. Maybe they have gone back to their evil ways or we don't know. So they really haven't stayed in touch. And then he rejoices to see them, but even more so because they had grown so much in the spirit and they'd become such uh, righteous men. And, and I love that. But then it gives us a lot of keys, keys to how we can uh, be stronger, keys to how we're going to handle the trials and crises and things in our lives. And did you catch some of them? I know you did. They were... They were sound understanding because they searched the scriptures. Ding, ding, ding. And then it says, but they had, that's not it. They didn't just read the scriptures a bunch. Here's an interesting part of that. They had given themselves to much prayer and fasting. So the scriptures with much prayer and fasting let them get the spirit of prophecy, spirit of revelation. And then when they, and they taught about it. And when they taught, they had power and authority. And it says also that they were, um, in, it says they had many afflictions, they did suffer, and, and they had done all those things. There's a piece that also that's really interesting uh, that, really, that really struck me is in verse 6. Uh, they, it says that they had taken leave of their father Mosiah in the first year of the judges. So way, way back when they had left really early on and having refused the kingdom, which their father was desirous to confer upon them. And this was also in the minds of the people. These four young men left a life of power, authority, probably a fair amount of comfort, right? Being the king or the in the ruling family. And they were going to give the ruling family that the, his dad, Mosiah, wanted to give it to him. But what's interesting to me is that the people wanted it too. So 
this wasn't just something that the family was like, well, my son's going to do this thing. The people wanted to give them the ruling house as well. And they didn't want it. How hard would that have been to say, well, I don't, I think I have a higher calling. I think the Lord is calling me to something greater. Uh, that would have been really, really challenging. But it tells us something really fascinating about their conversion and about them listening. Now, where were they called on a mission, right? They're called to go to the the Lamanites. And for them, that would have been really challenging. I was trying to think of an example of where that would maybe be. And think of like your country or your culture's biggest enemy. Uh, Maybe you're like, oh, it's like North Korea. Or maybe you're like, that's like ISIS and Syria. Uh, Not all of Syria, of course, but these are like terrorists. These are terrible. And I'm called to go there. Um, It reminds me of the story of Jonah uh, in the Old Testament where Jonah is called to go to uh, Assyria, uh, who are their biggest enemies, the Assyrians, who had, they were terrible. Um, This would have been called like, you're a a Jewish person called to teach the Nazis. (laughs) So, so it's, it is not just a simple call. This isn't just, Hey, go to Arizona or New Mexico or, um, you know, Germany, uh, today or England or South Africa or something really uh, awesome. Uh, this would be someplace you'd be like, Oh, Oh, I don't know if I should even go there. Um, and so that should resonate with us. These guys are amazing that they were humble. They were, they had changed so much that they, they had Will, they were willing to take this missionary call these these and give up the comforts and the authority of rulership and say, I'm going to go somewhere where I may not even survive. We're going to hear from Ammon. He wasn't even sure he would survive, and his brothers and sometimes had a rough time. He finds him in jail at certain times, and so they, uh, they almost didn't make it a number of times. So these were really tough assignments. Think about your life for a second. Do you ever find yourself on your life saying, hey, I'm on my life's mission and I'm working, and I have family and friends. Uh, I maybe go to school. I and maybe you have really tough things in your life. Could be finances. Could be COVID. Could be work. It could be it's just not what you thought it was supposed to be. Could be suffering, illness, poverty, um, uh, all kinds of things in our lives that we're saying, "Hey, on my calling in life." just to live and exist through this life and, and per- pursue uh, the Lord's quest for me, things aren't exactly like I thought they were going to work out. I thought they were going to be maybe a little easier. If I was righteous, I would be blessed. Maybe I thought I would have a family. Maybe I thought I'd have a better job. And maybe I didn't have those things. Maybe I've had some pretty tough trials. What are the things that I need to be successful? What are the things that I need? Read the scriptures pray and fast humility right those are the things that i need to prepare and have in my mission to be successful today all right scriptorians um let's actually mm, let's jump in a little bit more here to what's going to happen with them all right so they uh they meet up they meet up and i love um the part where they they meet uh, this is going to be all a flashback, but they meet Alma again, they rejoice, and then they say they journey together, they fast and pray, and then they say we want to be a spirit and the, uh, or a, an instrument in the Lord's hands, and and so it says they, um, they and this is, they go back in a flashback, and they kind of tell us what happened to them. So when the sons of Messiah head out on their mission, it said it came to pass the Lord did visit them with his spirit and said be comforted, 
and they were comforted. So they already knew it was going to be tough. And he says, go to the Lamanites, establish my word, be patient. Boy, anytime you hear be patient, you're like, ooh, buckle up. And then he says, but I want to show forth good examples unto them in me. And I will make an instrument of, of thee in my hands unto the salvation of many souls. So they get this promise that it's going to work out. But it seems a little scary. You're like, I'd like to teach with power and have people following me. No, you're going to be really good examples. Really good examples. Okay, I'm going to mark that too. That's an interesting lesson for us too. Sometimes our lives, we're going to need to be patient and we're going to be good examples. The Lord's going to use us as he will. And it says they they separate and they they say, okay, we're going to go and we're going to meet at the end of the harvest season. So we're coming probably at the beginning of the harvest season and we'll all meet up later and see how we do. So everyone go your own way. And so they said, but then we hear about these people what was this mission call like? And this is uh, some of the verses I was alluding to. Uh, it says, uh, they had undertaken to preach the word of God to a wild and a hardened and a ferocious people, people who delighted in murdering the Nephites and robbing and plundering them. And their hearts were set upon riches or upon gold and silver and precious stones. Yet they sought to obtain these things by murdering and plundering that, that they might not labor for them with their own hands. And they were very indolent Many of them had did worship idols and curse God uh, that f- had fallen upon them because of the, uh, and the curse of God had fallen upon them because of the traditions of their fathers, notwithstanding the promises of the Lord were extended unto them on conditions of repentance. For this was the cause for which the sons of Messiah had undertaken the work that perhaps they might bring them unto repentance and perhaps they might bring them to know of the plan of redemption. So you're like, wow, they... This was a tough call. But I want you to think about this for a second. Do we see this? Do we see this description of these people in the stories? Do we see them being indolent? Do we see them being wild and hardened? Sure. We definitely see some of that. And then we're going to see maybe maybe there's some pretty great people in here too. Maybe they're not quite like they expected. And they know that. They know that there are going to be some good people out here. So they go out and they, they go out and they go out to teach and they do these things. And it says, you know, uh, Ammon goes to the land of Ishmael and he's going to go out there. But of course, the first thing that happens to him, they bind him, they find him. They say, anytime you find a Nephite, you're going to, he's their enemy. So they bind him and they throw him into jail. Now he doesn't even know if he's going to make it. So there's quite the welcome to the mission field. Uh, but he gets, he meets the king, right? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go through and reread this story. And I want you to read the story of Ammon and I want you to write, what you know about the people. I want you to write down what you know about King Lamoni, about Ammon, about the various servants, about the queen, about Abish, about all the people. These uh, There's some other um, uh, people that are going to drive away the flocks, right? There's some Lamanites that are some other bad Lamanites in the story too. Uh, they're scattering the flocks. I want you to go through and read this story. As you read it, I want you to write down some of the characteristics and descriptions of the people and see if you can kind of see what we're learning about narrative and character development. So I want you to say, you know, he had a lot of power. He was strong. He, she was um, faithful. And then anything else you know about them, they were guarding the flocks. They were, he was watering the horses and the chariots. He had a father who was ruling over him. I want you to go and see if you can find some of those things because I think we're going to see some interesting parallels with the scriptures of who these people and what they're like and things that we can take from them because some of them are pretty amazing. So that's your assignment next. I want you to go back, 
write some of the characteristics and points uh, that are going to come up about each of these characters. And then next time, we're going to talk about them together. But you got to do the homework. you got to go and check it out. Because I think we're going to find that these characters in Alma 17 through 27 are going to be, you guessed it, they're going to be us. So we want to see what we're learning and how we're going to apply it to us. All right, Scriptorians, uh, that's it. Uh, great stuff to start with. Do your homework. Keep on reading. Love you, brothers and sisters. Talk to you soon.